0: You're listening to The Roofer Report. Tune in for exclusive interviews with roofing experts and insights from leaders who walk the walk. Grow with Roofer and your host, Pete McKendrick. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Roofer Report. I am your host, Pete McKendrick, uh, here on The Roofer Podcast. And we are excited today to have a conversation with uh, one of our partners and a good friend of ours, uh, Sebastian from Rilla. So, uh, Sebastian, welcome! Welcome to the Roofer Report. Uh, excited to have you on, and excited to get your uh, your take on some stuff today. Uh, we got a really interesting topic here. I think you know, dealing with the, the future of the industry and and the direction that we're we're heading, just in general as a society, but also you know how is that going to affect uh, the future of the roofing industry and and what we're seeing, you know, as far as technology uh, coming into the industry and 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 its use case, but uh, let's start first off by just uh, give your, you know give a little intro of yourself,
1: uh, your background and then uh, and Rilla as a company. Yeah, man, uh, great to be here, Pete. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Sebastian. I'm the founder and CEO of Rilla Voice. Rilla Voice, we're the leading speech analytics software for the home improvement industry. And what that means is when you have salespeople going out uh, uh, talking to homeowners uh, in the home, trying to make some sales, trying to make an honest living. Uh, they record their conversations with a real voice mobile app, and then we use AI to automatically transcribe, analyze, and give them feedback to help them improve their sales uh, uh, by uh, giving them, you know, kind of uh, tips on how to talk and what to say based on what the top performers of their team uh, uh, are doing in those homes to to close more deals. Uh, and uh, we've been we've been out in the market for a couple of years now, and we've grown from like zero to over 400 contractors in a very short amount of time, and. We've become one of the fastest growing startups in the world, which is really exciting. Uh, but it's all due to amazing customers that have partnered with us and doing great things. So, yeah. yeah. And
0: I think uh, one of the main things to note here is that there are products that do it specifically for phone conversations. Chris. Yes. I know like even at Roofer, we use a product similar to that, that analyzes yes. phone conversation. We do a lot, of, obviously a lot of phone sales here and you know, conversations with contractors,
1: but yours is the only one that does the in-person right.
0: conversation.
1: That's right. And, 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 and that was part of the uh, foundational hypothesis for our company that um, we wanted to bring the power of speech analytics from the call center and the Zoom meeting to the real world where most people still work today. Um, and in our hypothesis, we started this during COVID and during COVID, all the investors were kept telling us like, hey, are you out of your mind? Like, what are you talking about? We're living in the metaverse now, man. There's no such thing as outside sales. There's no such thing as offline commerce anymore. We're all going to be living in Zuck's world and we're all going to be avatars. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And our bet at the time was because uh, we didn't want to and the, the, the general advice was like, oh, just do it for the call center. I was like, that's been done before. This is already like a done deal. This, there's no adventure there. Um, our bet was the rate at which technology will replace the offline world, you know, like Amazon taking over retail, Amazon take e-commerce taking over offline commerce. Uh, it's going to be much slower than the rate at which technology comes in to enhance the offline world. And, and that was a very easy bet for us to make because, you know, you look at the rate of e-commerce growth, right? Taking over, it's like, you know, 10, 20% year over year. And it's estimated that it's not going to be the majority of commerce in the United States until uh, the year 2050 if it keeps the growth rate constant. And that's if it, so it, it, there might be, a, it, it might never happen that e-commerce might overtake offline commerce. as a, But then you look at the most popular tech product ever, and it's the iPhone, it's the smartphone and that's how most people get access to the internet and that's literally if you if you don't believe in a world that where people are going out and, and meeting each other face to face there's no need for a mobile device so so that, that's but yes the our foundational premise was that we want to bring the power of AI the power of speech analytics to to the real world where people are still meeting face to face so yeah i think you know we're in an industry where so much of the
0: sale is still contingent on that face to yes. face meeting right because yes. yes we are ultimately we're selling roofs but you know, at the same time, the key to this is that we're selling the relationship, right? We're selling yep. uh, ourselves, we're selling the company, you know, uh, and sometimes that's more important because there's still, from a from a customer standpoint, there's still an ignorance around the roofing product. You yep. know what I mean? So I'm not necessarily buying you because I'm an expert in roofing products and you are presenting the best product. I'm buying you because I trust you and I trust your company, right? And so, yep. you know, so I think the face-to-face meeting will always be a huge part of the contracting world because, you know, it's just so contingent. The sale is so contingent on yeah. me liking and trusting you as an individual and your company that it's going to be hard to ever
1: replace that with, you know, some technology. There, There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, companies that tested that model of like, just, let's just like do everything online. Let's just like, you know, we get the measurements online. He's like, you, you go into a Zoom meeting to present the, the you know, the, the, the results of the inspection, give your kind of like your proposal, do the sales pitch, do all of those things. Uh, and they did that because of COVID, right? Because it was really difficult to go out there. Um, w- and we work with some of the top uh, roofing and solar companies in the country, like, you know, companies that are making billions of dollars in revenue. And, and they've actually, you know, largely, by and large, just shifted back to the outside sales model. Um, there's a lot of reasons for this. Uh, one is that it, it's just a, an easier way to do the inspection when you're there, and, and and being able to catch things, and and then the immediacy of being able to present the results right there, just as you found them. But then there's another thing of like just having the captive audience there, where like you know, even even for for SaaS, I'm a, you know like we sell technology, and you guys probably do great at conferences because you get to like meet people face to face, you get to shake that hand. And it's not an easy thing for people to swipe away or like, you know, lose attention. And when you're in somebody's home, it's like you have that captive audience, you do a good job there. And, and, you know, it it just gives you a really big competitive advantage to just have that relationship that face-to-face kind of like bond building with the customer Uh, aside from the convenience of being able to like take all the results and present the immediate presentation right there. So so there's a lot of reasons why we think it's still, and we've seen, we've seen the bigger companies like it and, like we had a company not in roofing and home remodeling. They try to like build an online store to like kind of a- Amazon their whole experience. Yeah. And they spent like millions of dollars building a a website where you could just pick and choose your, your products. And and the net result of of those two million dollars of investment was was zero dollars in-, in purchases. Cool. So and then they were like, you know, screw it, whatever. You're just gonna keep doing the <laughs> the model. <laughs> Back to the Yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I
0: love it. And I think you said something really important there is that, you know, instead of thinking of technology as a way to replace the current way, of, it's a way to enhance the way you do things, right? It's a way to take, you know, this this model of, you know, hey, we're doing this in-home selling. How could we make it cleaner, more efficient, better for the contractor to present and ultimately present a better
1: customer experience? I think, but I think ultimately that, like replacing versus enhancing, I think the, the, the best products of all time have, have done that, right? They've, they've, they haven't replaced the way that human beings fundamentally do things. They've enhanced. Like the iPhone's a perfect example of that. It's something that fits in your pocket. You know, it's all designed to fit the way that human beings go about their day. You know, you can hold it in your hand. You can tap with your fingers. It's all designed to enhance the human being and make them kind of bionic. There are certainly going to be, especially with AI, there are certainly going to be technologies that, in, that completely replace entire jobs entire uh, industries and entire economies that are based around those jobs similar to how the car replaced the entire industry of like horse and carriage you know industry and like the entire like satellite economies that were based on that um it, th- that's certainly going to happen uh, uh i think just from like the high level view the jobs that you could do very easily behind a desk that require a lot of you know calculation and compute power or just like written language online <laughs> those things are at big risk of getting replaced entirely by AI. But even in those cases, like, you know, like chat GPT, the the easiest use cases are going to be like replacing marketing, writing and stuff like that. But I think what you're going to have is like the power law. You're going to have the top 10% of people or the top 1% of people still remain and then use and and kind of become almost like prompt engineers and like this, this like symbiotic collaborator with the machine. So even in those cases, I think there's going to be a lot of job uh, displacement but, but still, you're going to need the human being kind of like working in tandem with the, with the AI. Uh, but, but I think the jobs in the fielders are very, very unlikely to be replaced anytime soon. And we, we have not seen any, you know, like we were talking about it uh, before we started recording. When a new development in AI happens, right? Like Chad TPT, people People just take the umbrella term AI and they think like, oh, you know, the, the robots are taking over. It's like, no, there's, there's AI. There's like, you know, the chat GPT, natural language processing, being able to understand written language, you know, in the internet. And then there's like robots, right? Like things that could walk and live in the real world and like, you know, open doors and shake a hand and like put a shingle where it needs to be. That's a completely different problem that we have. There hasn't still been a major development in terms of like humanoid robots that can do those things. So the jobs in the field, I think are still like really far away from being replaced. So me as an entrepreneur, knowing that it's like, okay, if we can't replace the jobs in the field, let's try to, you know, let's try to really enhance that experience for, for the people that are going out there.
0: Yeah. And I think work. that's a, you know, I think that's a really important distinction, right? Because I think, like you said, a lot of times we see, AI and we're like, oh yeah, that's, they're going to replace everybody, right? Like everything yeah. gonna <laughs> artificial, it's going to become robotic. Like it's going to be easily to replace all of my, you know, all of my employees, it'll just run by itself. Right? <laughs> so I think that is a, an important distinction to make is that there is a, a big difference between the AI piece and the robotics piece, you know, I, I know that, you know, I, I think I even saw a post on Facebook about some company was testing the ability to use a robot to install shingles on a roof, right? And it's like, so yeah, everybody hears AI, they think, oh, we're getting replaced, like soon we won't even need a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I think it's important, you know, for maybe for us to explain, you know, and maybe it's just ignorance, right? Like people just don't understand the difference between the robotics piece and the AI piece.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's just like ChatGPT. is just like a very large language. It's literally a large language model. They call it a large language model because it's insanely huge. And it's trained on all the Internet's data. And it's all it's trying to do is understand human language. It's like it's trying to predict the next word. And that's that's all I can do. It, it doesn't have a it doesn't understand 3D. Reality, it doesn't understand how to walk around. That's like a. There's people working on it. There's like great companies like Boston Dynamics. There's companies like Tesla that are working on humanoid robots. But this massive kind of lift in in progress and and AI doesn't mean that it translates to to robotics. And if you actually look at the people that are going to get replaced, it's very funny what's happening because people thought that you know it was the blue collar jobs that were going to be automated first. (laughs) But people thought like you know people you know frying McDonald's fries were going to go away replaced by robots and and, you know, like people the plumbers and stuff like that he was like, we're going to replace them and and what's happening now is the advancement chat GPT, which is a great advancement by the way it's a really big leap forward for humanity what you're is more likely to get replaced is not roofers or plumbers or people that have to go out there and do and do the dirty work to keep society running. It's accountants and doctors and lawyers, <laughs> all the people that, you know, like write for a living or like use their computer for a living. You know what I mean? Marketing people who write copy like those are the jobs that are getting displaced. So that's what the AI is really well trained to do to like communicate online. That's what it's. it's you know, but it, it doesn't translate into like being able to do any of the tasks that we human beings do. So it's like very funny what's happening. Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's almost like the way I think about it is like, it's like kind of like what the printing press did to the Catholic church in the medieval ages, uh, you know, printing press happened and it allowed the reformation movement, Martin Luther and all those things to, to happen because now people could print their own Bibles. They didn't need to rely on the church. To, to actually get knowledge right or, or, or get the, the, the Word of God. And so what's happening now is, and, and I think this is really going to be the big disruption over the next few decades is that what ChatGPT did is it just basically it commoditized uh, 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 written intelligence. That's what it did. So you don't have to go to Harvard or you don't have to hire an, a massive MBA to do an analysis on a spreadsheeter or, or to like like do a, like to write a poem. you could just like literally have this AI assistant that does it for you. So it kind of democratized not only knowledge but intelligence, like the ability to interpret vast amounts of information. And in doing that, it's, it's going to displace massive displacement, but it's it's also going to democratize a lot of, um, you know, talent and power uh, across the world, w- w- which I think it's a great thing, especially for people who are in blue collar industries, uh, because there's there's no more there's there's no longer a, a massive intelligence gap between you know the MBAs and and the and and the plumbers. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, it's very interesting. That's yeah, an interesting take. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, you, before you needed to hire a content expert or a subject matter expert. And now essentially those are the guys that are being replaced, which is very interesting. And your your blue collar folks are becoming the more skilled and more sought after positions because they're the ones that, you know, need that training and that experience now to, to be able to do their job. You know, but before we kind of thought of those guys, I think as, you know, maybe
1: like the the less educated of the group. Right, right. But and that's, and that's, and that's such a, like, the way you put it is like the less educated is more educated. Education is actually the first industry that's suffering from this, like, cause, cause, and you, and you look at how they're reacting. It's really similar to how the Catholic Church reacted with like the printing press is like trying to ban all these books and like trying to, you know, they, like if you go to a college, my sister, she goes to NYU, they literally ban ChatGPT. You can't, like, they, they, they're not even like, Oh, wow. responding to like, try to adopt it. It's like, you you're it's banned yeah. because it, it subverts the entire model. It's like, you know, it, yeah. it's you, you no longer need to go and get knowledge or, or or intelligence at these like really fancy places. You could just like literally have your, it's like, hey man, can you, imagine you're like a farmer and like, you know, in India somewhere, you could be like, hey, how, what's the proper way to organize the crop uh, field so that you don't have to hire a consultant anymore to do that. You know, I mean? <laughs> you just go and ask this little bot. On your pocket, it's it's a great thing. It's a great thing. I remember
0: back, uh, you know, a number of years ago. Now, I was working at a CRM. We were working with uh, SRS, and SRS at the time was using was starting to already use bots on the back end to do a lot of their repetitive work, right? So yeah, something that was like a repetitive task that could easily be you know repeated by a bot, you know, by AI. They were already starting to program that and be able to streamline their operation, and it was amazing to see, you know, how forward thinking they were. And how they were already utilizing that technology to streamline their operation and make things more efficient and make it, you know, easier for them to obtain information. So uh, it's it's very interesting, kind of the course of events here. Yeah, yeah it's a, the power to the blue collar worker, man. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it definitely does drive, uh, you know, a bit of interest back to the trades because, like you said, you know, a lot of that is based on skilled training and and experience in the field, right? Like those. I look at, I think of all the roofers that I, that I talked to on a regular basis. And so many of these guys are, you know, either have come from, you know, their teenage years all the way through, you know, learning, you know, the industry or, you know, they were a sales guy who's now, you know, parlaying mm-hmm. into running his own company, you know, but so, it's all based in experience, right? It's all based in real world field
1: experience. Yeah. It, it, and that's the thing that's like the most irreplaceable, right? Like this, the the trial and error the learnings over the years, the being able to like, you know, spot you know things in a shingle that that somebody else might not be being able to like talk to a customer in a certain way, right? Uh, uh, you know, when they deal with, when they have an objection about the price, being able to deal with that in a really in a really masterful way. Those, those are things that by we don't have any technology currently available to be able to replace those yet <laughs> so i would say <laughs> so job safety secure if you're a if you're a top uh roofing salesperson i would say yeah yeah and i mean so we have seen we have
0: obviously have seen some ai come into uh you know into this space i know you guys uh another product that i think of right off the bat is Roofhawk, which is using yes AI to do uh you know roof inspections yes um you know obviously chat G-U-T-P comes into play uh yep. often and and I mean, I was at a conference last week, and we were introing some of the speakers, and they were using it to write the intro. piece, yeah, yeah. you know, like just quickly, like, "Hey, here's the guy. Here's some information about yeah. it." Yeah, like, kick out this really nice like intro. Um, you know, at least a good starting point. And uh, yeah, so it was interesting to see the use of the products. Uh, you know, already coming in there. But I know I, the most prevalent ones that I can think of are yourself and Rufok that have really, yeah. you know, used been forward thinking and used AI to start to push into the home improvement space. Um, What do you guys see like over the next couple of years? Like, do you think more and more uh, companies are going to start to employ it? You know, and where, where do you think it will be uh, useful in the, in the home improvement space?
1: Uh, Yeah. uh, Great question. Uh, This is a really interesting topic. And this is also a very interesting turn of events that's happening right now. So companies like Roofhawk and Rilla, those are just like, I would say we're kind of like Paul Revere riding our horse, screaming like the AI is coming. The AI is coming. <laughs> it's not coming. It's here already. And and there's like a lot of macro things that are happening that are making this such. And over the next few years, you're going to see like an insane wave of adoption, and, and, and almost by force. And like, let me explain what I mean by that. So, so um so ChatGPT really opened up the floodgates for AI applications for people like me, entrepreneurs, to take and, uh, and productize uh, 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 you know, and, 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 and into existing workflows like AI technology, right? And it made it really... Like the barrier to entry to use AI products and to launch AI products is really low right now because of uh, innovations like ChatGPT. Um, so that's happening. At the same time, for the first time in, uh, I guess, like 15 years almost we have a very high interest rate environment, right? So over the past 15 years, the past decade, from the 2010s to 2020, we were living in a very low interest rate environment, which meant that venture, capitals, uh, venture capitalists like, you know, like Sequoia and Andreessen Horowitz, the people who fund tech companies like yours and mine, right? They, their, their, their kind of like default uh, mode of operating was, we're gonna fund tech companies that sell products to other tech companies. Like if, you, if you're a B2B software, it, if you're in, starting your company in the 2010s, chances are that you're going to try to build a product that sells to other tech companies like LinkedIn or Qualtrics or, you know, people that work in Silicon Valley or, or New York City behind a desk. And, you could, and and the reasoning for this was very simple. It's like if interest rates are very low, there's no price for the future. Technology is a very future, you know, forward-looking industry. So you're like, okay, technology is going to eat the world, like Andreessen Horowitz said. So we're going to fund technology companies that sell to other tech companies because technology companies are going to take over the world, right? What happened recently, and it was last year, uh, interest rates go up for the first time. All the tech valuations come down because now the future has a really big price. So if you're going to make most of your cash flow in the future, that, that has a discount. And so venture capitalists, just like private equity people, are really trying to flock outside of technology and go, out and go into industries outside of technology and they're trying to fund companies that are trying to sell products into these industries more than ever. And so, an AI is a thing at the exact same time that this is happening. So for the first time in many many years, people in home services and people in roofing and people that sell products uh, you know, in, in the trades largely are, are basically it's almost, they they're forced to be the early adopters of this like insanely new technology that's insanely powerful, which is AI. Because companies like Rilla are getting funding not to go after tech startups and to go after tech companies. We're getting funding to go after roofers and to go after plumbers and to go after people that are selling products in the trades, right? Because just, and and I'm sure people have seen this, like the private equity rollout of acquiring a bunch of companies. Because they're seeing that these industries, unlike technology industries, are very recession-proof. They have survived ups and downs, right, throughout the years. So that's the kind of thing that investors are looking for. And it's happening at the same time that AI became possible, which is really interesting because it's kind of forcing uh, uh, all the people in the trades to become the early adopters of technology when when before they could take advantage of the fact that all the new technology developments were going to be tested by Silicon Valley first. But now it's not. It's, Silicon Valley has no money to spend right now. It, uh, but roofers do. Uh, so so it's, 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 a, it's a really fascinating development because it's kind of switched the technology adoption curve uh, on its head. And it's like, the people that used to be the late adopters are now the early, have to be the early adopters because if you don't become the early adopter, then your competitor will because companies like mine are literally going after you. And that's not just companies like mine. I know this. I, I always pitch this company. It's a really fascinating company called Avoca.ai. Uh, A-V-O-C-A.ai. Their entire thing is we're going to replace a call center. You're going to get a call center that's a it's a machine. and And what's wonderful about it is not that. It's that they're literally just targeting the trade specifically. And it's one of the, and it's many examples like that as well, like for automating dispatch or automating uh, a, a lot of things with AI. So, so uh, if you're in roofing and, uh, and you're still not uh, getting your feet wet with AI, I would, I would highly recommend you start doing so because, because the things are going things to be moving much faster than, they, than with any other technology adoption. Like this is going to be much faster than CRMs. This is going to be much faster than anything else that came before because you guys are the early adopters now, unfortunately.
0: So It's really no, that's really interesting. You know, like I often I do a, a, this thing where I talk to some of our incoming employees when we hire new employees, uh, and kind of give them like the lay of the land. You know, and and I've been on the SaaS side, on the tech side of the industry for about six years now, and it, the difference between six years ago and today in the way contractors use technology, the way they look at technology. You know, like we used to have to beg people to use it. We're like, Come yeah. On. Like, this is the future. Trust us, right? Kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're like, hey, I swear to God, this is the future. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. right? We were doing the same thing with the CRM at the time, you know, and they were like, no, no, I don't need a CRM. Like, yeah, need yeah, 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 it yeah, yeah. Yeah. 18 years. Like I make plenty of money. I don't need a CRM. Right? And so I, I really give COVID a lot of credit, right? Like I think COVID yes. changed the whole view of the industry. One, because it forced us into a situation where we had to adopt. Some type of technology, you know, like you said, you went to not being able to get on the roof and being able to, to sit yeah. on the kitchen table. I'm having to Zoom, Zoom meetings and things like that. Right. And, uh, you know, and then on top of that, it really made everyone outside of the blue collar of the home improvement industry yes, pay attention and take notice because, yes, we were still working. Right. When everyone else was sitting at home, we were still working.
1: And, and not only still working, but COVID, I, as you mentioned, COVID was a big catalyst for this because. So interest rates go up, technology becomes a non-attractive industry to invest in. But then it's like, okay, where do all these venture capitalists still have a bunch of money? The private equity companies have a bunch of dry powder in the bank. Where do they put their money? Why does home improvement become one of the first industries that they like literally start dumping billions and billions of dollars in venture capital funding? was well, because of COVID, right? Uh, COVID comes along, right? And what happened to COVID was two things, very specifically. First, uh, the we had the largest migration from people living in cities to people living in the suburbs, like I guess in like 50 or 60 years or something like that. So, you know, I live in New York city and New York city, there's no market for home improvement for like fixing your windows or your roofing or whatever it is, because I mean, what, what the hell am I going to remodel in this crappy apartment in New York? When you move to the suburbs, now the market for, for home improvement expands, right? First thing that people do when they want to buy a new house is they remodel the roof, they do the whole thing. Right. Um, so the market expands. And then because I work from home, people are spending the most amount of time that they spent home ever. ever. So that allows people like roofing companies or other trades companies to have more time to meet somebody in the home because they're, they're there. So it's not like, oh, I'm at work or whatever. I can meet you because any time of the day so you can have more meetings. And your appliances are breaking more often because you're using them more often. Your window, if it's not put in properly, it's kind of like kind of, you know, you feel the cold more because you're working there all the time. And yeah. maybe your roof is like, you know, kind of like leaking or you see, feel the more like and, and and so you you expand the need and the pain points for customers because they're spending more time at home than ever and so the home has become one of the most powerful marketing and sales channels in american history and when that happened all the venture capitalists and all the private equity people are just like holy crap like there's a gold mine in suburbia like there's a gold mine in the home we got to just devote the the dollars right and, and so so, COVID is, is not only like, oh, it forced uh, roofers to kind of have to adapt to new methods. It's that it also made the people outside, like you said, notice and want to devote a lot of cash. And when they're devoting a lot of cash and there's like a whole ecosystem of technology that's coming after you guys, it's just a matter of time before the early adopters take notice that they take it and they start out competing everybody. And then, then everybody else who follows needs to, you know, they need to follow if they, want, they don't want to stay behind. So, it, yeah, it's a really fascinating development.
0: Yeah, it is. It's interesting, you know. Like I, I live about thirty-five minutes from you, right outside of the city in New Jersey, and and we saw it. I mean, firsthand. You know, we had you know people moving into houses. You you couldn't yeah. have a house on the market for more than a week, yeah. Before someone from the city or someone from that general area came down and bought the house, and you know, you're talking overbidding on the price. I mean, it was getting it was crazy for a while. And what, like you said, you know, what's the first thing they do when they move in? Remodel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, changing things that were perfectly fine because it doesn't fit their taste. Whatever the case may be, because, you know, for one thing, they were bringing a decent amount of funds with them. And they're coming out here and buying houses that are much more affordable than what, you know, they had in the city, you know. And two, they were, you know, they were buying older homes. They needed to be remodeled. Things to be fixed. And like you said, and they're spending more time there than they ever have before. You know, I work out of my house. My wife yep. works out of our house. Like it's, you know, like we're here every day now in comparison to before where I was gone all day. Right. Yeah.
1: yep, Yeah. It's just like you just, the only place you really care about is your bedroom because that's where you go to sleep. And yeah. everything else about the house, you, you probably realize that working from home it's like, I never noticed this. Place. I never noticed we had such a big living room. Oh my yeah, God. Never, I'm in this room more than <laughs> I've ever been. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. that's the, and, and that's why there's big dollars. I mean, like when you have roofing companies, you sure, I'm sure you've seen it with some of your customers. You have a roofing company that went from 40 million to like $180 million in annual revenue from like 2019 to 2021. And when you have that insane level of growth, it's just, everybody's gonna know, when there's a lot of money to be made, yeah. the people who fund the technology developments, especially when their core market's crappy right now, you know, like all these, you, you've seen it. You, you were, We work in SaaS, look at all those SaaS companies that sell to other SaaS companies like this, like weird Ponzi scheme that happened for the last 10 years, it's like, you know, well, I'm a SaaS company. I'm going to sell to your that's portfolio that's SaaS, SaaS company. <laughs> yeah, it's like a massive layoffs in tech. And, and you know, meanwhile, the roofing companies, uh, the, the, the trade companies are still like growing like crazy. And even after COVID, coming off of the COVID high, you still see like massive growth happening in a lot of areas in the country. And and so when that happens, it's just like, it's inevitable that you're going to have the people funding uh, tech companies like mine noticing and, and wanting to fund even more. So And I'm just like one of many, but there's like many more um, and... Not only tech companies, but AI companies, AI-enabled products that are coming after the industry because of this. So,
0: so where are some areas in the roofing industry, the home improvement space that you see AI becoming really prevalent? I know you mentioned before, like uh, dispatching. That's one that I didn't even think of, right? The ability to yep. dispatch through AI. Um, you know, like I, it came to mind, I, I, we have a customer right now who he's working on an inventory management system. Because yep. he's going to yep. carry some inventory in his roofing company because they've gotten to the point where it's just is more efficient for them to do that. And, you know, so, uh, so there are some interesting use cases, I think, like, where do you see it being the most prevalent?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's like dispatching, there's like basically like an entire operations, right? Like, uh, I mean, you guys are, are, are working on, on things for like, you know, automating in, inspections and like, you know, labeling things properly and, uh, you know, for, for insurance and, and, I. There's a company that I talked to recently that's doing like uh, this is for the other end uh, of, of the roofers, like the adjusters who go out into the inspections, to, like automate a lot of the compliance work that they have to do uh, just by taking pictures and using computer vision to do that or writing up estimates like automatically with AI based on like certain prompts with images. Like, uh, you know, like I said, the call center, the call center is one of the I would say the call center is one of the biggest disruptions that I see coming. And that's the it's and, and it's. And it's one of the biggest because it's so easy for entrepreneurs to see that that's such an obvious use case for AI uh, that you could literally have a call centering machine answering your phone. Uh, that I, I just see a lot of companies coming after that use case, and I already know a, a couple of them. Um, and uh, and and so and 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 that one's like also big because it could literally it could literally change the unit economics of your business, especially if you have a large business, you have a large call center operation. Uh, you could you could be talking about like 10, 10 ten percentage points of margin that you could be adding back into your business because you no longer have a human-operated uh, call center. Uh, you know, there's things like Rilla, they're going to help your salespeople become better. And, and it, you know, what we do is, you know, like, like the whole experience of like automating ride-alongs and instead of having to like have a sales manager go into the home with the rep, having it uh, done remotely with, with an AI-assisted sales manager, that obviously I think that that's a big uh, use case. Um, but... Uh, marketing, like automatically writing marketing copy. There's things like Jasper online, that, uh, but there's still going to be not just Jasper that's like more like a consumer product kind of like everybody can use, but there's going to be people that say, okay, let me, let me come and take this technology and automate it for workflows that are specific to the roofing industry or specific to the trades industries so that it integrates properly. Um, so, so I would say like, you know, dispatching, call center, uh marketing uh you know operations uh and then sales uh, those are the those are the you know the, the five big ones that i see
0: yeah and i find that really interesting because i think traditionally you know your roofers are your production specialists right like that's most of the time that's where they've come from they were started you know on the roof they can run production that's their bread and butter and probably the biggest area of of opportunity for most of your business owners in the roofing industry in the home improvement space is sales and marketing, right? So yeah. it's interesting yeah. that those are the two that potentially could be affected the most because I think it's probably the biggest areas of opportunity for uh, contractors in general to, to learn. And uh, you know there's, there's a huge learning curve there for them. It's not something that they are good at or they feel confident doing. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting that those will be the, the biggest areas of potential opportunity to, to use AI and maybe help that process along a good bit, maybe move a, a, the
1: needle a lot quicker for some of these guys. I, I mean, but you, you already see that trend, right? Of like the, the roofers who, who focus more on sales and marketing and being able to not just like sell insurance jobs or sell retail jobs and like higher profit margins, right? That's the difference. Like you look at the margins of a roofing company, sales and marketing, like, like branding and sales and marketing is, is a lot of what has to do between being a 30% margin company and a 3% margin company or, you know, negative margin company that goes out of business, right? That's a big difference of like you being able to sell a job at a, at a higher profitability than your competitor because you have the right sales and marketing operations. What's really great about it is that these companies that have gotten really good over the years at doing this through manual trial and error, um, they're now going to be competing with an onslaught of new companies that are going to be able to learn the same things much faster because they're going to be AI enabled, right? Um, but, but if the smaller guys are not devoting the budget to implement these technologies, it's like, imagine you're competing with the large roofing contractor in your area. Like your top, you know, they, these are the people that are the big dogs and you're trying to compete with them. And, and they always come up in your biddings and your deals and, and you're competing with them. And all of a sudden they just implement an AI automated call center, And when customers call them, they're talking to a version of their top performer always <laughs> Because yeah. it's a robot that doesn't sleep, and doesn't eat, and you're still, you know, answering the phone yourself, you know, like your office manager, you know, they're not answering the phone like 50% of the time because they're not there. And then your top competitor, who's the larger company already, devoted the budget to implement an AI assisted call center. It's like, it's <laughs> then the gap becomes even wider. You know what I mean? And if you wait six months to do that, you know, because now the progress of AI, like, that's the other thing. It's like, with other technology developments, you could have waited for the technology to become better in a matter of years, right? right. Like when the iPhone came out, I don't know if people remember, it took like two or three years to get the app store and the camera so that you could have apps like Inst- Instagram and stuff like that, right? It took like it was a progress that was measured in years. Yeah. GPT chat came out November or September last year, or October, November last year, Someone sometime it was like October last year, something like that. And GPT-4 came out a few months later. And then people started coming out with AI agents that could like automate your entire trip booking. And then it's been an explosion. So now you're measuring progress, not in a matter of years, but in a matter of days and weeks. And so, and then engineers are also getting much faster. So if somebody becomes the early adopter of a technology it could potentially like give you 10 extra points of margin and they become better than you like by just like, a matter of three months. We're talking like, you know, big gaps, big gaps in terms of profits and market share. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's exciting and very scary if you're in the trade. Center. <laughs> well, it's interesting,
0: and one of the things that comes to mind when you say that is, you know, traditionally in this industry, I think because of the amount of time that it has taken to find success and build a company to be profitable and be efficient, you know, we see a massive amount of uh, attrition in this industry, right? Like we see, I think it's something crazy, like in the first two years of business. Almost 90, like ninety-five percent or more of the companies go out of business, right? Yep. And now, could this potentially help them to learn and and hone that operation a lot faster, to where maybe
1: that number starts to drastically change? I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure yet because because technology. What I've seen it do is that it basically it doesn't eliminate the power law. The power law is the the law that says that you know that 80% of resources are going to go to the top 20% of people and the law that says that, uh, you know, that, uh, uh the 1% of the space in the universe uh, contains a hundred percent of the atoms and 99% of the space is empty. And the thing that says that people, most of the people live in, in, in the 20% of the space on planet earth, right. It, because we're, we're conglomerating in cities. So, so I don't think that this is going to change the power law. It's just going to flip it. I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Um, So, uh, a company before a tool like Rilla, right, Uh, which allows your sales managers to kind of do remote coaching with with AI enabled kind of analytics. Uh, uh, An amazing world class sales manager was, you know, your guy that could go out there on the field and have like amazing rapport with the reps and be, and and it was usually one of your top performing salespeople. Uh, You know that they they had the natural charisma to be able to lead teams in person and stuff like that. What we've seen with Rilla. Is that it's like kind of like the rise of the nerds <laughs> should like, like the sales managers that are re- that have become the best in their company are the people that are able to like, look at data really well and look at conversational data. Like how long are you talking versus the customer? Uh, like your talk ratios off and like really numeric people. It's if if people want to understand the, the the dynamic here, it's kind of like watching the movie Moneyball. Where, where baseball was overtaken by these like old school kind of like super personality-driven baseball uh, recruiters and baseball coaches. And then it was overtaken by by these nerds, like the guy who uh, uh, Jonah Hill plays, uh, Pete. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like the guy who's like does the, the statistics. And we've seen that happen with, it's like an insane development where the top sales managers become like the most, like the, it's almost like the quiet guys, you know, sit in the background and they just like really go with data. And, and so it's just changed the skills that you need to be successful, what it does open up is an area of opportunity where if you're not one of the has-beens, you're, a, you know, it, where you, you're not the top person in your industry, this disruption is causing a window of opportunity where if you get really good at these kind of really technical skills and you get really good at, at, at all these use cases that this new technology enables, and you do that first then you're entrenched competitors, right? You could kind of flip the power line in your favor. You know what i mean and you could be the dominant player just by adopting these new skills that are enabled by this new technology right so so that's that's kind of what i see that's going to happen there's going to be a lot of a lot of the big players are going to get ahead and they're going to maintain their position but in a lot of markets the the small guy they're going to be quicker to adopt they're going to be faster to adopt an ai automated call center or an ai enabled sales manager that can coach remotely or you know an ai enabled inspection uh, automation and, and that'll give them a massive advantage of their competitors and they're going to become the dominant players. Yeah, it's interesting. It will
0: definitely give some of the smaller guys the ability to close the gap you know, much yes. faster and be much more competitive in, in some of these markets where, you know, I, I, what comes to mind, like Florida and in Texas, where they have these incredibly, uh, you know, competitive markets. And what are you doing to potentially set yourself apart from, you know, the thousands of contractors that you're competing with on a daily basis? Where something like this could add to your speed of efficiency, get you there a little bit quicker and and definitely give you a, a competitive advantage for sure.
1: Yeah. And, and, and 10 percentage points of margin is is not a small competitive advantage. It's like insane. <laughs> that's, that's more money that you will have to reinvest in leads and marketing and market share. And then, and, 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 you know, so yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. So
1: where do you see kind of the future of this
0: going? You know, like obviously you guys, have, like you said, you're kind of like the first in the door, kind of leading the charge here of saying like, hey guys, this is coming. Uh, you know, uh, Let's look, I guess, like maybe five, 10 years into the future. Where do you think you see
1: AI in the human improvement space or in the roofing space then? I In five to 10 years, I think the call center is going to be automated fully. Um, uh, uh, call center reps, that uh, book meetings. Uh, I, I think, you know, five to 10 years, the call center is going to look like you know, one or two call center managers who are kind of like prompt engineers who are going to be managing this AI bot to like come up with better, more creative responses for customers and going to be able to like give instructions at scale. I think the call center is going to be replaced. And sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in five to 10 years. Um, and uh, in terms of um, other uh, sort, I think uh, uh, dispatching is not going to be fully automated. Uh, uh, I think that, but it's going to be highly, 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 highly automated uh, with AI. Uh, and there's going to be a few dispatch managers that are going to be like managing an entire operation. You could have like a few dispatch managers manage an entire like 100 person operation uh, because they're going to be AI enabled uh, and being able to like route the the you know the the right rep, the right appointment, and and so on and so forth. Um, I think like what you you mentioned uh, being able to like use computer vision to. To automate a lot of the inspection tracking. I think that's already happening. It's gonna happen sooner. um one thing that i that i that I don't know yet I hope it I hope this happens um, the in five years, I think we're overdue for a big hardware revolution uh, in consumer devices. So like if you look at you usually like every ten years that we get a massive new hardware, like the iPhone, right? iPhone came out in two thousand and eight and it's like, it's just like biggest thing. And I think we're over to like the glasses were supposed to be the next one, but the glasses didn't work out. I, I, I think it's, we're, we're just missing somebody like Steve Jobs, who, who knows how to put all the technology components together and make it all work and make it pop. You know what I mean? Google tried, but they kind of stuck at building new products and, you know, and, uh, so I think Apple's trying it again, like, uh, with their new glasses that the vision pro or whatever they're called. Um, I hope. And I don't know if this is gonna happen, but I hope it does that in five years we will have a new consumer device that that um, that not only allows you to for Ferilla, for you know, you can capture audio from the, the phone very well, but it's video is it very clunky to capture from the phone. Just to put it in your pocket. So I hope that we're gonna live in a world and I think we're there's a possibility for that to happen. I hope we, we live in a world that, you know, the, the 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 sales rep can go out and and they have like their glasses on instead of having their tablet and from their glasses, they can just take, like, they're just walking and doing their job and talking to the customer and, and they can kind of take inspections automatically from their glasses, whether it's like, and see what the damage is mold and be able to like estimate all automatically because they're using computer vision with their glasses. And, and then for a company like Rilla, like, you know, be able to give them feedback in real time about what's the best option to present to the customer right there. And then, uh, and, and I hope we live in a world like that, but I, but for that, we need we need a new hardware revolution to happen. And I don't know, uh I don't know if we're there yet. But there's a possibility for us to be there for for uh, sales reps and roofing and other trades to be enabled by uh, uh, augmented reality and AI at the same time through like a form of visual and audio interface, which could be the glasses. I hope that happens in five to ten years. It's really interesting, you know,
0: because you we. You... Obviously, we've started to see over the last couple of years the use of drones more and more. Yeah, in our space, right? And so, like, this would be essentially one step further, you know, yes, that, of being able to potentially go up, do an inspection, and and have that come back in real time, and be able to do things like you mentioned yeah. earlier, potentially even populate an estimate. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I think that there's definitely a lot of possibilities there. Uh, Not really, only
1: populate an estimate, but get feedback as to what you say to the customer right there, like right here, right now, as to what's the best, like, like literally get feedback in real time. I, I yeah, but anyways. <laughs> That's
0: cool. Yeah. Like there's so many possibilities right, of where this could go and, uh, and how it could really streamline the operation. Like you said, you know, massive differences in your profit margins. Uh, you know, I had a contractor tell me once, you know, by, Hey, by using some of these softwares, I'm able to, uh, you know, have less employees, which allows me to actually take that money and not yeah. just like go on vacation, but be able to reinvest in the employees that I do have. Yeah. So I can offer retirement yeah. I can offer better insurance. Yeah. I can do all these things that are enriching the life of the employees that I have. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and therefore, you know, making my whole operation better, you know, like a better experience for the people that work for me, a yeah. better environment to work in. Uh, Like you said, like, oh, we're not going to replace the blue collar folks anytime soon. So you know, all of these things may give you the ability to have a better workforce, have a better experience for the people yes. that work for you uh, because you're making their life a bit
1: easier and, and streamlining the operation considerably. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think enhance, I hope we live in a future where we have technologies that massively enhance the capabilities of human beings who who are out there talking to other human beings, right? Like, that's just me. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, no, I love it. I mean, it, it makes sense, you know, because like, I, I do think that this industry will always be kind of the last frontier of that face to face conversation, um, yeah. you know, where everything else is going to become a little bit more, you know, like eat yeah. versus feel. I think this will be the last place that we'll adopt that because it is so important still to the success of the operation to have that face to face relationship and to build that trust and that, uh, you know, have that person actually like us, <laughs> you yeah. know, in order yeah, yeah, yeah. To, for them to do business with us, you know? So I think that that's something that's going to be very, very difficult to replace with AI and, and and not being in person. And, uh, you know, but like you said, the ability to enhance it considerably could be, could really be the future of this industry. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. that's what we're working every day. So. I love it. <laughs> well, man, this was awesome. I think this is some fantastic information, uh, you know, for anyone who maybe isn't familiar with, uh, you know, where AI is kind of breaking into the industry or, or where it's taking the industry. I think, this is a really good eye opener. Uh, Even for me, like some of the things you said, you know, the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought (laughs) that's a use case. You know, even, even in our own software, you know, even in, in roofer and what we do, you know, obviously we've, you know, started the conversation around what what I could potentially do in our software. And some of the things you said, you know, I was like, oh, I never even thought of that as a use case inside of our, our own software, you know, and we're doing, um, you know, obviously we're building some CRM functionality and, Coming yeah. from CRM background, you know, I could see lots of use cases inside of there to to help streamline that operation for sure. So um yeah, man, I really appreciate you jumping on. This has been great. This
1: was fun, man. Yeah, yeah. We should do it again. <laughs>
0: this is do fun. Me. I'm sure six months from now we could have a very different conversation about the same topic. Yeah.
1: See be Like the call center has been replaced. No, already. <laughs> it's
0: hey, we called it here. It's for not me. gonna
1: be me, man. It's gonna be my avatar. that's gonna be talking to you. Be prompted, <laughs> that's it. But that's to. Well, and I love the fact that you brought
0: up, like it, you know, it, it's essentially gonna be like your best salesperson having that conversation all <laughs> single time now, right? Like you, you're just gonna model it after the person who's the most successful, and then uh, you, yeah, you know, it's, it's just gonna be being able to repeat that process over and over again is is really the key advantage to to this, you know, AI movement.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Preach it, brother. <laughs> <Long man. laughs>
0: All right, cool. Well, I appreciate you jumping on and I uh, appreciate everybody for listening to uh, the roofer report. And uh, we will see you next time. Uh, uh, thanks again, uh, Sebastian. And if you guys haven't checked out Rilla, be sure to go check out Rilla, uh, doing some fantastic things in the market, uh, really enhancing you know the productivity of your sales team. Uh, you know, And uh, jump on with those guys, do a demo and, and check it out. Definitely the future
1: of, uh, of the industry for sure. RillaVoice.com. Happy to talk to you guys.
0: Hey everybody, thank you for listening. Check us out next time on the Roofer Podcast. But until then, be sure to like us, subscribe to us, and check out all our other episodes on YouTube and Spotify.